everybody. I'm back. It's been a while. I mean, I guess not really a while. At least a month. But, um, yeah, not a lot's been really going on outside of personal stuff. I tend not to tell other people shit as opposed to my own, but, um, that's kind of been it as of late. Um, uh, I mean, I've, I've kind of done a few things with, uh, the crew network, you know, STD still recording a few. Uh, we did those two backyard ones that I guess it's cool, but I mean, I don't kind of see the point of us being on video. There's really no point i mean it should just be audio only i mean that's where we get most of our numbers and it's not like we're doing anything crazy or inventive we don't have shit on the screen or anything it's just two guys talking so not much to really look at uh physically also like i mean we're not much to look at either um so yeah i just kind of been uh not really keeping away just not really pushing myself to be involved in a lot of stuff i mean Hopefully I'm not, you know, fucking pulling the veil out or anything for any of you listeners. But, I mean, I don't even know what the hell's going on with, with like, the Bucks effect and, like, the crew and all that stuff. Uh, I saw one of the last episodes, uh, something to do with domestic violence and <laughs> and people are dead now. So I, I guess I died, according to it, as did um, Johnny Martin. I, again, no idea what the hell's going on with that, so... Yeah, don't mean to, you know, pull the rabbit out of the hat or, or pull the fucking rug out from under you. But, yeah, I, I have no idea what the hell any of that has to do with anything. So, I mean, you're not going to get any answers here. But, um, yeah, for me, just a lot of, like, I don't know, personal shit. Uh, I, I think I mentioned it before that I've always said that before I turn 40, I want to be, like, you know, focused on me more and not just in the sense of, like, being selfish, nothing like that, no, I I can't do that, I don't understand how people are like that, um, I mean, even the narcissistic side of me, like, I, I still don't see it as, like, yeah, everything about me, I fucking care about my kids and stuff, first and foremost, that's just a given, but, I mean, I don't know, it's just, there's, there's, like, a lot going on, the, the major thing going on with me right now is, uh, somehow, I'm involved in my in-laws life and uh, I don't I don't think I've ever mentioned it here on the podcast but I know it's been mentioned on the original booze and dudes and everything I guess my wife is like Mexican from Mexico which is hilarious because in reality she's not she's Polynesian and Asian uh, her family came in from Canada and moved into Illinois and then her, her great-grandfather moved to Texas and met a Hispanic family there. So that's where like that part comes in, but they're not Mexican at all. They're like Tejano, if anything. And then, um, how it gets brought out. Like, well, I mean, while we're on the subject, I guess supposedly I'm Mexican too, which is hilarious because I'm like fourth generation. <laughs> I mean, my family came from, uh, Spain to Louisiana. Um, was there during like you know when the french uh had it i'm getting emails right now (laughs) or text messages right now from the crew actually and um yeah they came in back when spain and france had a you know dear god listen to this shit there it goes again this keeps going fuck um yeah, they came in back when Spain and France had an agreement with, you know, their boats and you could ship people across and it was better than the Irish and uh, Western Europeans. Like, I mean, the other part of Western because, I mean, Spain's over there too, but, uh, and France. But better than that, going to Ellis Island type shit where, you know, gangs of New York era type fucking horribleness happened. So, yeah, my family was fine there in Louisiana and then slowly moved over to Texas. We still have family out there. Um and then we worked and my grandfather moved with work when in reality i later on found out that it was because of an affair (laughs) he he had a bastard child um my mom and some of my aunts don't really want to talk to her or be involved in that other one of my aunts and family members that are like you know born again christians or or uh you know, change their life from how horrible it used to be, you know, drugs and all that kind of shit until like now they're just boring old people. Um, they talk to her 
uh, I guess she would technically be like an aunt to me. I, I have no idea. I, I mean, in my head, if my mom doesn't want to speak to you, then I have nothing to say to you either. So that's like my kind of stance on it. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody else how the fuck they should do, but that's that. So yeah, anyway, back to the, to the in-law thing. So Asians, Polynesians, I guess included, um, they're really, really family orientated. And I mean, I'm not at all with it. <laughs> and my, I, I was raised that way. Like my father's side of the family, we're cool. We do family reunions and stuff, you know, uh, I think the only time that we didn't do one was for COVID, but um, yeah, like we just kind of see each other, hang out and bullshit, get together, get drunk and like party. We don't go out of our way to see each other all the time. My mother's side of the family is kind of the opposite. Uh, growing up, we were there all the fucking time. It seemed like after school, I was there at my grandparents' house. My aunts would watch me as a child. Uh, I was always around my cousins and like, it's big families and stuff. So, I mean, I kind of have that sense, but it's not like I miss it. And that's not saying anything negative about my family they're awesome people when i when i go see a lot of them that live in arizona um the last time i was there it was great man like uh the first weekend i was out there uh i got together we're all staying with one of my cousins but we ended up going in my car and picking up other cousins and stuff like that on the way and went to a baseball field and played kickball and softball and all kind of shit with like my aunts and my cousins my uncles everybody it was fucking pretty cool um but, I mean, I can see that easily getting old <laughs> every weekend. But, I mean, they, they still go out and do shit, like, at least twice a month or something. I, they're real. Like I said, they're real family-orientated. I get that from my mom's side. But my in-laws, on the other hand, the Polynesian, Asian, let's just call them AP, so whatever, fuck. Um, that's, like, normal, I guess. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the, the latest subject with me that's been, like, fucking pissing me off or, like, getting me crazy upset. And it's fucking weird because it's as if my wife doesn't understand it. And I get why she doesn't because in her family, that's fucking normal. But talking to other people, like uh, a buddy of mine at work, um, he was telling me the same shit. I was kind of venting to him real quick. And I was just like, yeah, man, I thought I was having a good day. And then um, I go home. I had a lunch break. Like, you know, I did training and stuff like that. And so they gave us an hour and a half lunch break. It was really like an hour 40, whatever. But I, I went out and did a bunch because, I mean, I live close to my work. I live close to that area where we're going to go train. So it was like in between, my house is in between. So on the way there, I ended up going to a meat market, picked up some shit, uh, went to get me and the fam some food for leftovers. I got a pizza at a fucking local pizza spot that I'm really cool with. Um, Chinese food at Chinese spot like right next to it too so I had that so I was able to you know tease myself with some lunch and then leave the leftovers for the fam and everything when I got home um I noticed a lot of things were different like I pulled into the driveway fucking trash cans are pulled in which is weird because me and my wife my wife both don't get home yet so I'm like who the fuck's fucking pulling in my trash and I went off on my neighbors a few times which is kind of fucked up because they speak Spanish and I'm over here just yelling at them and shit <laughs> being like, hey, leave my fucking shit alone. I don't give a fuck that you need to park your car in front of my house because you guys have 20 fucking cars and a fuckload of people who live in here. Like, wait till the fucking trash gets picked up. Don't move my shit. And, uh, you know, they apologize and everything. Turns out it's not even them. My father-in-law uh, is going through another divorce, which I guess is like a regular thing for him. And being of the Polynesian fucking Polynesian uh, family trait, he thinks it's fucking just cool to just fucking be around i open the door my alarm's not on so i'm like okay that's fucking weird walk up to it and a few things are moved around the living room i'm like what the fuck's going on so i go to the kitchen well my dining room to go eat and then my father-in-law comes out of my kid's room like waking up and shit and i'm like what the fuck and he's just like oh hey i didn't know you're gonna be here it's like okay i didn't fucking know you're gonna be here either so now i'm fucking heated i'm like what the fuck it's not really like it hasn't been talked about. My wife's brought it up. Like, oh, is it okay? I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But these are days that she tells me about it. This day, she just refused to even mention it as if it didn't matter. And, I mean, I'm already getting pissed off right now just thinking about it. But, yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't your house. Like, and it's not his either. Like, what the fuck? And why, when we have a couch and, well, two fucking couches in two different rooms with fans and everything, blankets and all kind of shit, why the fuck is he sleeping in my kid's room? Like, what the fuck is this about? So that shit became a whole huge argument. And like I said, I was talking to a coworker at work, and I didn't even tell him everything, really. I just told him, like, yeah, dude, I fucking went home, and my fucking father-in-law's there, like, pass out and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? 
he goes, hey, man, is it, like, cause I guess this is the world we live in now. And uh, he's like, is it okay, like, you know, can we talk about it? I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he goes, is your wife Asian? And I'm like, well, that's out of the family, yeah. And he goes, yeah, when I was with the Asian a while back, he's off for a few years, same kind of shit happened, dude. He's all, I would come home from work, and there'd be, like, three cars in the driveway. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? He's all pull in and my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend are just in our house. He's all, my fucking girlfriend isn't even there. So what the fuck? And they're just cooking and shit and just making food and everything like as if it's just the cool thing to do. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I let them, they would be that way. Um, but it, it's just fucking weird to me. And I, I never going to get that. And so he understood it, I guess, when he got out and saw me. Like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. And I'm just looking at him like with the distaste look in my face. Is like, what the fuck do you mean? I wasn't supposed to be in my own house. Like, has, that's not a fucking good answer, a valid one. He got up and grabbed his stuff and went to the living room and then passed out there. And it's like, dude, you could have fucking done that the whole fucking time. You're only doing that now because I'm here. Like, that's fucked up. Like, he's a grown ass man. And in my head, it's like, dude, if you can't understand little things like this, obviously your relationship shit sucks like you don't understand how to talk to people or anything like i'm pissed i'm a guy though i could fucking go off on you if i wanted to a female on the other hand what options do they have so yeah him him and his wife i I knew from the beginning it wasn't gonna work but whatever you know went to the wedding had fun a little you know they were drunk and stuff but it was just a bunch of old people celebrating the second wedding or second third i forget i don't know fucking how many times we've been but that's like his M.O. type thing, you know, he moves on and then ruins something else and then a few years later gets a divorce. So, it's like, am, am I the asshole, I guess, you know, in this situation? It's like, this is kind of fucked up. I don't, I don't understand this. And so, there's that. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, I haven't really fucking spoken to my wife outside of, like, fucking text and shit. Because she's at work while I'm texting her. Like, what the fuck is this all about? Oh, I don't know. Da, 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 da. Like, ah. So... Like, yesterday, I just fucking gave her the cold shoulder. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't talk to her at all. I just kind of was just dealing with the kids and and uh, did my own thing. And uh, it actually ended up being okay because uh, yesterday was, what, Tuesday? Yeah, today's Wednesday. I'm off. Um, yesterday was Tuesday, and lately she's been going with her sister to go eat just one-on-one. They, they get together. Like, her and her sister have that kind of weird relationship also like which i don't understand i mean me and my brothers are close and i love them to death and i'll fight for them and all kind of other shit but i I don't see the need to speak to them all the time maybe it's a guy thing and because they're females you know they're two sisters but i i don't see that at all and like her sister comes to her before she comes to her mom who she lives with and her grandma and her aunt about everything and anything you know legal shit fucking financial shit all that stuff and the funniest part is her mom is a financial expert. Her, her aunt used to be with a lawyer or paralegal or some shit. And her grandma worked in HR. Like, you think you would talk to people that specialize in these things first before going to a fucking nurse and be like, hey, what should I do about this shit? I, I don't get it. You know, the few times I've ever asked my brother for anything, it was like, I think I asked him for money one time. And it wasn't even anything. It was like two grand, which, I mean... Don't say it's not anything. I, I'm not going to give any of my friends that kind of shit, you know? But, like, it, it was... The reason why I say it's not anything was because maybe a few years before that, he asked me for, like, five grand. He was going to pay it back in a month or two. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I gave him five grand. That's what I mean by, like, two grand meant nothing because, you know, I just lent him five and he paid me back. So what would two be to me? Like, and it wasn't even a big deal. I think by the time he gave it to me, I didn't even need it anymore. I was like, never mind, I already saved enough, but thanks, you know? And I think I took it just in case, like, shit happened. Like, I held it in my account and just paid it back to him literally, like, two weeks later or something like that. But I don't understand that. And I guess that's kind of, like, where I'm at right now. Um, the other thing that's really been happening uh, lately with me um, like I said, my whole health thing, I'm, I'm like really, cons- I'm not concerned, but I'm like focused on that. Cause I know like this is the time of your life where like people do dumb shit. I mean, I used to be a fucking drug addict, dude. Like I used to be a full fledged alcoholic and not in the sense of like, I had a problem. I didn't think I did. I, I, in fact, I know I didn't. I never lost a job and never ruined a relationship. Uh, it never cost me anything financial. I never got DUIs or anything like that. You know, I, I was pretty smart about it. Don't get it wrong. I have driven drunk and I've talked about this before in the past, Nowadays, if you get a DUI, I think you're fucking retarded. There's Uber, Lyfts, all kind of stupid shit now, you know, that 
fucking take you. you know, like, I'd rather pay a hundred bucks for a fucking ride, you know, a mile away. I scratch that. If I was drunk and I live and I was a mile away, like if Big Buck Studios or the Crew Studios, whatever you want to call it, if that was a mile away from my house, I would walk it. If I was really drunk, like it's not a fucking difficult issue. And as much as we've talked about or it's been brought up on the on the podcast that San Bernardino is such a horrible area, no, it isn't. Dude. Like don't get me wrong, there's horrible shit that happens here, but it's normally to people that are involved in horrible shit. You know, like uh, there was a shooting recently at a nightclub. If that's like, if I just told you that and I was in the story, you'd be like, Oh shit, that's crazy. You know, like how come I didn't hear about it? A, it's not a real nightclub. It's just like a bar that has slash club. What ended up happening once I ended up hearing the whole story, cause I heard about it through my work. You know, we get all the fucking reports of local shit like, Oh, Hey, this is what happened. Just heads up. You know, the area is, is at risk. It's like, it always is. If you're in those types of situations, what I ended up finding out from family members and people, uh, associated with that lifestyle was it was a biker thing i mean i'm not trying to throw shit out and i mean it's not like i'm afraid because i mean i'm not associated with that but at the same time it was a biker gang thing and what it was was there a performer there who is associated with a group and so his group was there and they were fucking this this club isn't really big it could probably hold maybe a little over 100 people in it like safely i'm pretty sure like fire standards it should be like 80 probably but I've, I've been in there when it's packed and it's way past that you know they just open up the back door and the front door and let people hang out you know um you know real cool spots you know <laughs> like I'm, these are what i'm trying to say is this is the type of place that during covid didn't close down they just fucking told people don't park your car around here park it up the street and then walk in and we can hang out but don't fucking park a car around here that grads uh suspicion and shit so um Long story short, a rival gang knew about the fucking thing. You know, it's not that hard. And went there packing and unloaded on two or three people. Uh, he was trying to obviously go after one. And uh, stray bullets hit anything in the way. So it hit multiple people. I know uh, there was a handful of people injured, but I think only two people died. And one of them was more likely a target. So, I mean, that that's like kind of how it is out here. And uh, on the streets, I mean, if you're walking around what, after 10, 30, 11, yeah, maybe you'll come across some fucking idiot, you know, fucking drug addict or, or, um, you know, gang member or something just trying to start shit, but it, it's not like, what would I compare it to, like, stupidly, I guess I would compare it to, like, Gotham, because I just saw the Batman again, uh, now that it's on HBO Max, I saw it again, I saw it in theaters, which, I'm still one of the fans of it, I'm not one of those people that hate on it, um, I know it's kind of divided between the crew network, there's a, the comic book heads that are like, fuck that. And then there's people like me, uh, Bucks, I believe. I don't know about uh, uh, Johnny Martin's take. I know he's big on film, so I for sure he saw it, but I, I don't know what he thought of it. But I would compare it to like that. You know, there's people obviously in Gotham that live, you know, everyday lives and go about their day, go to work and do all this shit. But at the same time, there's the dark side of it. You know, like that's what I would say San Bernardino is to me, at least, growing up in Vol, I, I mean, I was, I grew up in the heart of it, there's a gang called 7th Street, I grew up on 6th, <laughs> that's like the next block down, and uh, it didn't affect me as much, because I was younger, but by the time my brother got to the age of uh, 11, 12, that's when, uh, you know, the loser kids that he went to school with, that were all about that life, or their families were, that's when they started, you know, hitting him up, and pure pressure type shit, you know, tell my brother to hang out with them, and get involved in everything, and my dad was smart enough to see that that wasn't fucking good, because, I mean, he was involved in shit like that growing up, too, he was, he was in a gang himself, so, like, there's a whole backstory, like I said, if you grow up here, you know it, if you're, uh, shut in, or sheltered life, you know, or just, you just stay home and only see your own family and shit like that, then, yeah, you probably, uh, are being protected, or, or somebody in your family thinks that it's bad, whatever, but, go, there's other places, I mean, the next city over, there's one called Redlands, like, it's complete opposite, day and night. I mean, they have drug issues, more that you read about in the newspaper and stuff like that, but, I mean, out here, there's drugs everywhere. I mean, don't get me wrong, I could probably walk up the street and get 20 bucks of something. It's not hard. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, so, so where I was going with this story, the whole fucking violent thing was, another incident that happened to me recently was um, I was at a local YMCA, and... Um, you know, I was taking my daughter, uh, they do swim class, my daughter and my son, and, uh, my daughter wanted to come with me, because we listen to music and shit like that, and I guess the shit that my little wife listens to, uh, my daughter didn't want to hear it, I guess, 
So she's like, hey, can we get go in your car and we'll listen to this? Like, yeah, whatever, you can listen to whatever you want. So getting her ready. And, um, you know, there's a few cars, lanes, you know, we're parked next to some car. I open the door for her to get in and I go to the front to load up the car. And while I'm doing this, it's a narrow, you know, space between cars. You know, it's not that. So I open the door and this guy is coming towards me like in a hurry. And I'm like, okay, well, fucking, he could turn left or right. You know, there's not like I'm restricting him. So I'm in the door, put my stuff away, and he's still walking towards me. I'm like, what the fuck, really? So I close the door and turn around towards my daughter to get her loaded in. And this dude just walks right past me, like, whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he just keeps walking. And I guess he heard me when I said, like, what the fuck? So he turns back to look at me. We have eye contact. We're fucking close, man. Like, I could elbow the guy if I really wanted to, you know? And he's staring at me and continues to walk. And he hits the door, which causes my daughter to fall instantly i'm fucking triggered you know like what the fuck i'm like hey what the fuck man and he goes you shouldn't have been there and that was his immediate response to me i'm like what like dude i was baffled i literally i want to say i gasped out loud like what the fuck and so i told him like are you fucking serious right now he stops now so now there's this i'm right next to my daughter because like i said he hit the door so it pushed her down she falls so i hear that and see that i was what the fuck oh she shouldn't have been there by that point, I'm already helping her up, and I'm looking, I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? He turns around, like, not completely, but, like, glances back, and just basically says, what are you gonna do? And it was pretty much on, I guess, like, the old part of me just kind of clicked back on. I looked at him, he was close enough to me to where I could hit him if I threw a punch, but I just instinctively threw a kick. I fucking kicked him a little bit above his belt, he fucking fell over. And as soon as that happened and I saw him fall, I realized in my head, fuck, I got to fucking hit this guy now. Like, there's, I can't just be like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm sorry. Fucking, you know, you can't apologize after you hit somebody. <laughs> I mean, all kidding aside, I have done that in fights. Like, I remember in high school when I used to get drunk, I would fucking punch people and be like, you made me do this, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just vent out loud uh, i have friends and, and people that have told me this before i have one of my cousins when she lived with me here uh, back when i was single she was out with me and a friend um at a bar and i got into a fight there with somebody and the hearing her version of the retelling was hilarious she was just like i can't believe you're fucking punching this guy on the ground and you're basically yelling at him saying look what you fucking made me do <laughs> so like stupid shit like that i fucking totally understand I'm, i've never but like i said i've been clear-headed now for a while i've been uh i haven't done anything in two three months maybe even longer uh, alcohol wise i really haven't been drinking at all compared to how i used to uh, this week especially because i got my procedure coming up i couldn't drink alcohol so it's like oh, that sucks but um it wasn't hard to do and i kind of am seeing the good end of it oh, if i still getting texts from big books each other cool um yeah so i realized after i kicked this guy and he falls fuck now i gotta hit this dude and um he looked at me kind of like what the fuck was that and decided to like brush himself off so he i guess because of my hesitation once i hit him i'm competing all this shit in my head all this is like a quick thought in my head this is literally like a 10 second incident if not 15 it wasn't a fight and that's another thing that if you've never been in a fight before like a street fight i mean don't get me wrong sparring is not really fighting um and uh because there's rules to it i mean <clears throat> i'm a little guy I, I, right now and this is me uh not really working out like i said I, i've been pretty lazy lately and I, I need to start i got back down to like my normal weight which is 160 160 five like i float between there i think currently i was 162 the other day when i weighed myself for the first time in forever and i was like oh that makes sense um and like i said it's not even trying like uh I, I i'm pretty sure i could drop down to like i know i can't drop down anymore to like 130s like i used to be like 136 138 if i fucking worked out and shit i, I know those days are done uh i'm pretty sure i could probably get back down to like 150 if i worked out and like you know pushed it but um yeah uh so i hit the dude he falls, uh, he kind of glances at me, and I'm just kind of frozen there, thinking, really, but I'm pretty sure to him, it looked like I was, like, scared, like, oh, shit, but <laughs> in reality, I was just like, fuck, man, now I gotta fucking hit this guy, this sucks, and, um, so he looked at me, saw that I wasn't doing anything, looked back down, and decided to grab, like, pick himself off the ground, he put both hands on the concrete to pick himself up, 
and that's when I just rushed him. So I rushed him. I got two or three good clean hits off of him on his face, like you know, right because my I'm right-handed. I threw about two or three right crosses. Uh, one of them ended with the elbow because it's like this new combo that I've been messing around with with the punching bag. So that was kind of cool. And then he fell back, and then I went on top of him, you know, both legs over his over his chest and leaned over and hit him a few more times. And one of those last two or three punches, my ring knuckle and pinky knuckle on my right hand, when I swang, the way his jaw and his cheeks were, I hit his cheekbone. I, I know I did because I'm pretty sure I got his nose those last time. I hit his nose a few times. I, he was bleeding. And um, so I hit his his cheekbone and I felt that one of those punches felt extremely painful like when I hit it I just felt my knuckles hit his um his cheekbone perfect on like it really fucking hurt me pretty sure it hurt him too but it fucking hurt and um as soon as that was done and he kind of like was like oh you know and put his hands up I stopped realized like the whole fucking situation like fuck dude like I'm out here fighting on a street like as if I was like 15 or 16 again which fuck man like the last street fight I got into I was probably in my late 20s um and it was it was still funny because I was with my friends and they was just being stupid it was at a bar or outside of a bar and you know those are fine like they're kind of fun to be honest I mean <laughs> I'm not condoning violence or anything but in certain cases that shit's needed I'm sorry like you could fucking talk and argue all day long if you really want to with somebody either they're gonna agree with you or not so fuck it you know the grown-up thing to do is be like i agree to disagree but (laughs) in situations like that when people are on drugs or like alcohol is involved and shit like that that's never a clear thought it's always just like fuck you fuck you fucking faggot and fucking words go back and forth until somebody gets upset at one of those and goes what the fuck did you call me and then they go off and so like, like I said, it wasn't one of those situations, and I'm clear-headed, you know, all sober and shit with my fucking kid there. That was the only part that bothered me. If she wasn't there and, and like, uh, they had left swim class and got in my wife's car and drove off, and then I would have just gotten in my car by myself and drove home, totally wouldn't have cared, man. I probably would have kicked him a few times or some shit. I probably would have fucked him up to the point where, like, it's like, dude, don't fucking be stupid. Like, this is, you did this to yourself, you know what I mean? Like, you put yourself in this situation and... I guess I'm your, uh, your correction, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that was me, I was that thing, and, yeah, so he kind of, like, oh, and, um, put his hands up, you know, kind of, like, it's not a block, there, I don't know, if you've never been in a street fight, it's kind of hard to explain, but, like, there's a point where most people kind of give up, like, either they're laid out, like, you fucking knocked them out, or, you know, they kind of just, like, kind of have this hesitation look of, like, oh, just stop, you know, they put their hands up, they're not scratching at you or nothing. They're just kind of putting up their hands like, please, like, kind of stop. So he did one of those, and I was like, fuck. And I realized it, and then my, like, work mind kicked in of, like, always being around cameras and shit like that. And all. So I look up and look around. No cameras in sight. Okay, that's check one. Now, check two. I turn around. My daughter's there looking at me like, ah. So I'm like, fuck. So I grab her, put her in the car. And I'm keeping eyes on him the whole time. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking, he's fine. No, I'm still fucking eyeing him to see whether or not this needs to continue or anything. Um, Put her in the car, lock her in, close the door, turn around, look around. He's getting up and just, like, not darting off or nothing, but he's skirting away. Like, you know, he's not really running, not really fucking walking. He's kind of like a jog pace, power walk pace. And he walks away, but he doesn't walk towards the Y. He walks away towards the street. So I'm like, in my head, like, okay, cool, like. That's not an issue then. It's not like he's going to go in there and report it or nothing like that. He's just fucking walking away. Um, then I fucking do the, put my head on a swivel and do the 360. And I'm looking everywhere around to see if there's any other witnesses, you know. Um, nothing like that. The nearest people were pretty far off, further than he was. You know, they're playing in the park and shit like that. Um, and I just kind of like, was like, fuck, I guess that's my luck. Uh, as much as uh, I, I um, have had difficulties in my life, like, you know, random stupid shit pops up or like I've had a gun pointed at me, um, knives, like all kind of horrible situations. I have this weird, stupid luck. Um, me and my brothers have talked about this or we call it like our luck, you know, like it's in our genes or something. We have this weird luck and, uh, (laughs) I truly believe it. And it's always during the worst times of my life that this luck thing pops up and it's like, Oh, okay. So obviously I'm, I'm on that side (laughs) or something's, you know, like there's something in the air karma whatever fuck you guys want to call it or you call it 
but there's that. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I have that. And, um, I, I just got in the car and for the next two to three days, I literally felt like shit everywhere I was out and about. I don't know. It just felt like it was going to get back to me somehow. My work. I don't know. It was just dumb. Uh, a week goes by, I go to another class. I actually did, um, I think that's the week that I did the STDs in the yard. Actually, uh, you may see me messing around with my right hand. That's the whole reason why at work I was wearing these compression gloves. It, it was swollen only on one half, my ring finger and my pinky finger on my right hand. The like, well, right now my pinky finger is still kind of swollen, but my, uh, ring finger knuckle, like the hand part, you know, the the backside of your hand completely was swollen. Um, the following days, a few after the whole blood rush thing happens where like the rest of your hand gets really dark on both sides. Even my palm of my hand was pretty, uh, it wasn't swollen, but it was purplish, you know, where like the blood flow kind of went. I probably blew a vessel or sucking something stupid like that. And, um, yeah, it sucked. I mean, it's like a reminder, you know, but, uh, at the same time, it wasn't for like another week that I was able to, uh, A, not worry, you know, like I said, I've talked about this before, I have anxiety and shit, so I always think the worst shit ever, like, my thoughts are never good, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, even, I'm having happy moments, don't get me wrong, I really am, and those are great moments at the time, but, uh, give me, like, an hour or two later, I'll, I'll fucking zone out on something else, and, and any subject that comes up to me, I, I can quickly, like, analyze it real quick, because I've already either had thoughts about that, and thought of the you know, 99 fucking problems that come from it, and also the one solution, you know, so I had that all squared out, but I've always in my head been prepared for the worst, and I think that's why, uh, or that's how I deal with my anxiety the most, because, I mean, I'm anxious, uh, I said it started for me when I was a kid, like, I was always scared of the next grade, like, going to school for the first time after summer, I don't know fucking why, I lived in the same neighborhoods, I had the same friends, it wasn't like, like, oh man, every year I'm going to a different school. It wasn't anything like that. There was no real reason for me to be anxious, but I always was. I was always anxious thinking the worst. Like, oh man, people are going to fucking hate me. Like, like uh, that one kid that I had issues with last year, he's going to fucking be different or way worse now. You know, I always thought horrible shit. And then when none of this happened, uh, you know, I would just have like the greatest fucking day and it would always be like super um, thrilling. And I would like, you know, go home with like uh, um, enthusiasm, you know, excitement and shit like that. And that's kind of what happened, I guess, after this whole thing, like a week later, uh, I finally started talking about it with people, like, I told my wife immediately, you know, she's the one who told me how to treat my hand and shit, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, like, you're, I thought you were done with this shit, like, well, not we, but you, she's basically explaining to me, like, I thought you were done with that shit, I'm like, I don't fucking don't know what happened, like, hey, fucking, well, talking to everybody else, like, I've talked to people at work, one of my buddies, he's fucking down to earth, dude, um, he's a supervisor now, so real cool, congrats to that dude, um, but, uh, yeah, I was talking to him, and he, he has kids. That's how we relate. Plus, like I said, he's a little bit younger than me. He, he's weird. He, super uh, weird relationship. Like, he treats me like an older brother, which is hilarious to me because I've never had that, so I have no idea what the fuck it is. To me, I'm just like, dude, you're doing good. Like, what the fuck? Who cares the fuck about these people? Like, he could tell me his worst life problems, and I'm over here like, dude, don't even fucking trip on that shit. Like, fuck them. You're living your better life. Your kids are good. Your fucking lady's cool. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, you're right, dude. You're fucking uh... That's just how we talk. So he was one of the first ones that I told because we were one-on-one -on -one for a while, you know, like we had like 10, 15 minutes of bullshit and I told him what happened and um, he's just listening and at the very end. He's like, fuck it, dude. That's fucking cool, man. I would have the same shit. And I'm like, yeah, but dude, you don't fucking think that through. He's like, fuck that, man. He's all, maybe it's because they're new to being a dad and shit, but he's all, that's just like instincts, dude. Fuck all that. I'm like, eh, I don't know, dude. Still sucked. Kind of bugged me, like I said. And um, yeah, so that was one thing that I was kind of dealing with for a while. Um, other shit happened at work, um, but it wasn't, it didn't affect me, it was just kind of whatever, you know, um, but yeah, so I've been dealing with that, and then like I said, this week was the fucking in-law shit, and, uh, yeah, um, oh, fuck, what the hell is the song, oh, I played Cody Jinx, I don't know if you guys know who that dude is, but, I mean, he's been fucking huge for me in, like, the last year, that I started listening to, uh, more country and stuff, because, like, um, I know, uh, DK Murphy has mentioned it before, like, I'm, I'm the big music head out of the group, um, all fucking surprised, you know, like, <laughs> it's funny, because there's Bucks, who was a fucking DJ for a while, <laughs> um, 
And then, I mean, to me, I would say in second would be uh, Sassy or Powers, um, Dick, because um, me and him can listen to fucking anything, man. And that dude, not only does he listen to, like, the most obscure things or stuff, he remembers, like, so much about shit. He's like me in that sense of, like, he likes to know about the people also. Like, when I like a band, I fucking like the band. I, I look into them and shit like that and everything. Um, same when I don't like a band. Like, uh, back in high school, Murphy and... Murphy, sorry. I'm pretty sure Murphy didn't. He'd probably be offended if I said this. <laughs> so so get out of him. He, he didn't. It wasn't him. But uh, Bucks and Powers both love Disturbed. I fucking hate that goddamn band, dude. They're some of the worst shit that has ever happened. Like, <laughs> to me especially because like at the time in high school like that's when I was jamming out with my buddies and shit like just fucking around doing dumb shit like yeah we played a few shows but it wasn't like anything to write about you know it was just fucking us being stupid or like we tried recording a fucking EP of three to four songs like we have it recorded but who the fuck cares I didn't like I was just having fun with my friends is what I was doing and it's cool when you play in a group like playing by yourself like I mean I have a bass and I have a keyboard like I could do solos I guess but it's not fun like it's more of like this is real technical I like that this is challenging to me but when you play with a band you're not playing difficult shit you're playing like to play to make it sound good together and that's where you get that camaraderie I guess or like you just have that energy where you're like fuck yeah dude this is fucking cool because we all sound good like you know or you get to let other people shine you know like um I used to be in a band with uh, Sass- Sassy, fuck. Power's brother, who we, who uh, on the network has gone by um, Mike Studman and uh, Kentucky Fried Mike. But, yeah, me and him were in uh, one group that had four variations, I want to say. We started off as a five-piece. Um, that lasted for a few months. That was pretty fucking sick, actually. I love that five-piece. That five-piece had a, a really technical drummer on it, and... Uh, rhythm guitarist who should have been lead but his style was just I don't know it, it was it was perfect for what we were doing as a rhythm guitarist which allowed uh, sorry about that oh excuse me which allowed Studman to um, do solos because Studman to me still to this day is like one of the most technical guitarists that I know and not in the sense of like oh dude he could fucking shred all day or he'll tell you that he's not the, well actually he'll tell you he's the greatest guitarist but it with serious talk if you tell him like hey man can you do this he's like yeah i'm pretty good at that and he's not like you know lying he's actually down talking in his own skills you know he's really good and um so his style really shined on that and then uh i think we switched um drummers at one point still five piece uh vocalist was the leader of the group he wrote the songs well the lyrics the songs were pretty much all done by us um that was fun and then the drummer left, which made our guitarist, a rhythm guitarist, switch over to um, drums. And that was really good. That was more of like a thrash metal band, which is always fun to me. I mean, I don't know what you guys listen to, but I mean, thrash metal to me, I don't think of the big four. Sorry. <laughs> That's not like my groups for it. I'm thinking more like, um, you know, corrosions of, of conformity. I'm thinking... Um, fuck what else uh i mean anthrax was cool but i don't fucking care for that but i mean to me more i guess i would go more on the punk rock side and say like suicidal tendencies or something like that you know like those are the type of um thrash groups that i like you know where it's just like over the fucking top speeds there but it can get technical as fuck man and i mean don't get me wrong the big four they real technical too i understand fucking battery is hard to play it really is but i don't get a thrill out of it i mean to me you heard one metallic album you kind of heard them all outside of saint anger because that one's fucking retarded but outside of like all the other metallic albums like they all sound the same they're all about the same subject to me um what else is part of megadeth megadeth's pretty cool political wise i like their lyrics more than i like their sound uh anthrax like i said their sounds of shit their lyrics depending on the lyricist was badass who the fuck else is the four it's metallica anthrax megadeth and fuck anyway the other one's not important i, I don't think it's slayer because slayer's more death metal and shit than they are thrash but anyway moving on um so we came to this four piece that was really tight and then that dude left and our lead vocalist, who used to be a drummer, switched over to drums, and we had what I wouldn't even consider a metal band. It was like this really, 
weirdly artsy type group. I guess I would compare it to like Dredge or um, fuck, I don't know what else. Like I've been listening to like a lot of like black metal lately. I guess I would like consider it like that, but like not just any fucking black metal. Not that type of shit. I mean like Elsis. Um, fuck, what are some fucking bands like? I mean, you know, like artsy type black metal bands, not just like regular black metal bands. And um, I'm trying to look some up right now, real quick. I'm gonna show you what I got here. Uh, where's my metal shit? Anyway, stuff like that doesn't really fucking matter. But um, and I forget how the fuck that subject even came up. So yeah, well, I'm lost on that shit. Oh, Cody Jinx. Yeah, been listening to Cody Jinx lately. <laughs> and um, those opening lyrics uh, was what I was thinking about while this, while I decided to do this episode. Like I said, SGR, man. Some guy rants, and that's what happens. I went on a little tangent. 40-minute episode so far. Hey, congrats, man. I'm doing good again. Um, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Oh, fuck. Oh, my. Okay. So the song's called Never Alone, Always Lonely from Cody Jinx. Fucking, like I said, Cody Jinx is ridiculous, man. Uh, if you're a country person or like, like, I mean outlaw country, not fucking country, you know. Fuck that shit. I, I don't care for pop country. If you put on the radio in this country station, it probably sucks to me. I don't care for that shit. Um, this is like, you know, legit to me. So the lyric was, um, scared to death and wondering what's next. And I take the long way every time. As fast as I can go through the comfort of night and it's a fight. People who love me, they suffer the most. Uh, that line alone hit me pretty hard because I, I know I'm not an easy pill to swallow. I'm not somebody that's like, I mean, I'm, I've been called a good guy and a good friend and shit, but I don't know. I don't really see it. <laughs> uh, I think the last good th- compliment that I heard from a stranger or not really a stranger, but somebody that I wouldn't call like a real true friend, but like they're like a work colleague or coworker and stuff like that was and they threw it in passing real casual, like, while we were talking. They are like, dude, I can tell you this, because I know you're not going to tell anybody. And the idea of that alone, like, kind of resonated with me. And it's pretty funny, because it recently happened with my dad. My dad, like, I mean, he's an older dude. He's in his 70s. And um, he was talking to, you know, one of his old gang buddies. Like I said, he's been a gang. They still catch up. They still have fucking reunions. They do uh, what is known as Celebration of Life every year, where they kind of... Um, they have this board, this huge banner that has uh, all the people's names on it that have passed away from their gang. Um, and that list gets bigger every year, man. I mean, it's sad to say, but, you know, it's going to happen, you know. Just like one day and fucking, <laughs> if podcast is a feature still, you know, and um, or vodcast or whatever the fuck they're going to call it later on when it's all video and shit. But whatever the fuck happens in the future, if if the crew, you know, of us, which is primarily the four i mean don't get me wrong that's say nothing negative about um johnny martin at all i mean he's a brother to us and he still is and he he will be from now on but the core group to me was that four it was the four of us who used to fucking get up this is back in the hill like when when uh bucks lived up on in um crestline and they all lived together and i was going up there a lot with my ex now um we said that was like the crew to me that was the crew we fucking filmed everything together, we came up with skits, we fucking fucked off, we wrote shit out, we did a bunch of shit together, man, there's so much shit that, like, hasn't even been touched, or nothing outside of writing, you know, or just, there's some things that are just thoughts, that have just been written out, real small sketch shit, like, oh, hey, here's an idea, that have never, nothing else has come of it, and, um, those are the times to me, I mean, that's fucking awesome, and like I said, coming in the future, 30 years from now, when we're fucking, you know, in our late 60s, pushing, uh, 70. I don't know how it's going to be like that. I mean, I, I would love to say that we're going to fucking always be a part of each other's life. And I hope that to be true, but I don't, it's not that I'm not, optim- I'm not optimistic. I just don't see that far ahead. And I, and I never have like, just, just like with my kids, I'm not going to fucking think ahead. I'm like, Oh man, I wonder what they're going to do when they're 20. That doesn't matter right now. All I care about right now is the first four to five years of their life. I want them to be kids as long as they can. And I don't want them to be involved in all this dumb shit that I'd see the majority of people doing with their kids where it's like, oh yeah, I put them on Instagram and I want them to have followers. For what? Who the fuck are you? Like, that seems like it's for you, not for your kids. I don't understand that shit. I mean, if you want to do your own thing, so I'm not going to fucking tell you not to. I don't give a fuck what people do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I may have views that say, like, you shouldn't do that. And I think that you're a piece of shit and stuff for doing things like that. But th- I'm not 
discouraging people to do it. Like, they can do whatever the fuck they want. There's millions of followers that follow the stupidest people to me online, and I'll never get it, and I don't care to. That's not my shit. I don't give a fuck about that. I'd rather be genuine with my actual friends and, you know, share shit with them, because that's how I, I feel, just like how I, I share shit with you guys on this podcast. I mean, anybody that wants to listen, that's fine. That's awesome, man. Thanks for, you know, listening, and thanks for the encouraging words that I get every so often in an email. Um, a email, emails. <laughs> but... Yeah, I um I don't I don't know. I I don't think that far ahead. I don't care to think that far ahead when people talk about their five year plan, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Cause the the dumbest part to me is like if you really try it hard enough, those five year plans could be like a year and a half, two year plans if you really focus on it. But so then why put a date on it? Like just fucking do it. So like how I keep saying, like like when I turn forty, which is still another two and a half years away from now, I told myself I was gonna stop drinking as much as I as I did, probably not do any drugs. And just focus on fucking wellness and health and shit. Like, I don't give a fuck, you know? Like, I just want to live long enough to see shit, you know? And, like, enjoy things. But I never... I don't know. I've always wanted to be old. Um, I know uh, Bucks has talked about how he was fearful of aging and looking like a gremlin or a goblin or whatever the fuck he says. Runs in his family or something. I don't know. Um, but I don't think about that at all. I... To, physicality doesn't really matter to me I've, I've met some interesting people that at first are hard as fuck on the eyes <laughs> and then when you start talking to them you're like yeah i don't really care you know it's just their body i'm not fucking on top of them or nothing i don't give a shit so and i don't sleep or live with them or anything so i don't see them all the time but i mean interesting people are interesting to me and I, and I love that i love sharing stories with people and i love um having interactions that are genuine where you know somebody tells a story and it goes back and forth for a while I love those things, and that's why, like I said, I've been having more fun with the STDs. It has nothing to do with like um, that. I'm scared. like, like I, said, I, I am scared to put out those age gaps because you know, like I said, I, I'm talking about personal shit, not just my personal shit, but certain family members, and I don't want that out. It's kind of fucked up, you know. They're not here to defend themselves or or say where they're at in those situations or at the time. So I feel kind of bad saying that. So. I'll probably just edit them in a way where it's like, oh, uh, you know, a family member of mine, this happened. Like, I'll just say shit like that. I won't, you know, specify anything else. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I've always enjoyed the thought of, of being old. Like, uh, I'm not saying it in a philosophical way of like, oh, then I'll figure everything out. I'll know how to live life. Nah, man, life's fucking a mystery every day. And like, there's always something to grasp out of it, you know? Um, even when I'm here alone, like today, it's just me and my boy. And those are some of the most awesome times for me. Uh, I had that with my daughter. I had her two or three days alone. Just me and her, man. When she was a baby to about a year and a half. Me, yeah. Because by that time, she started spending more time with my, with my parents. And they would babysit her while I got to sleep because I had fucked up schedule-wise. But by the time she turned two, she was in uh, preschool. And, uh, you know, I just wanted her to socialize. That was my big thing because I, I wasn't. As a child, I, I was very antisocial. Um, I was kind of a shut-in. Uh, only pretty much knew my neighborhood and neighbors, like, and my family and their neighborhood neighbors type shit. But that was really it. I didn't, I didn't really go out of my way. And it wasn't until I my, reached my preteens that I started going out and doing shit. Because by that point, I was... Uh, I mean, they want to call us millennials because we were born in 84, but I hate that term and not in the sense of like, oh, millennials are dumb. I don't give a fuck about that. If I was a millennial and I acted that way, cool, I'd own it. But the reason why I hate that term for me is because I think those terms are more of a economic based thing because people my age that grew up better off. Yeah, they probably were millennials, you know, early age. I, I had friends that had the Internet and computers since they were a kid. I didn't get a computer in my house until after I graduated high school. And that was only because I was going to college. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have a dryer. We didn't have a bunch of shit. Like, certain things to me and my family weren't considered a necessity. And it's not like we struggled. We were fine. Like, we had a clothes hanger. We just hung our clothes up, let the sun do it. They lasted longer. A lot of them, like I said, I fuck, dude, I still wear clothes and fit into them from high school now. The joke about that being that back in high school, it was cool to wear baggy shit. So all my clothes were bigger than I needed. And I wore a belt because belts were cool too. So I would wear a fucking belt. And especially back then, out here at least, SoCal wise, belts were more of like, if you're a cholo, then you rock fucking, you know, your letter of your last name or whatever. Fuck. Like, as, like for me, it'd be a Z. So I'd have a Z or something. Like, but I wasn't part of that. 
I was more of like a skater slash like fuck off, you know, that was my thing. I was like not really an outcast, but I hung out with outcasts and I hung out with cool kids too. I did everything because I did sports. So that's where the cool kid part came in. It wasn't like I hung out with them just because. And then the AP classes and honor roll classes that I had growing up from what, fifth grade to ninth. Um, yeah, that's how I hung out with the smart kids or like, you know, the scholarish or academy type kids, you, people call them too. So I had that style too. Like I was smart, you know, I wasn't stupid. I knew what the fuck was going on and stuff. And, but when I went home, I hung out with fucking street kids and like, then, uh, from 12 onward, I was hanging out with my skater friends and shit like that. And so I had that and, you know, I got the dickies that went fucking past my knee practically down to like half my shin they were like size 36 38 so when I should have been in like 20s and I just have a belt with the extra long fucking length to fold it down and make it touch my knee too I was fucking all part of that dumbass look I mean it's goofy to look at now but I have photos of that shit that's back when I weighed like barely 100 pounds remember I didn't clear 100 until my sophomore year I wrestled at 92 pounds freshman year and didn't even make weight I would be in at like 84 85 pounds all the time um, so that's the joke. Now I could fit in those clothes without wearing a belt now. Cause now I do have a 32 waist or 34 waist or whatever. I think right now it's a 30, but I mean, I could put these pants on and my hips will hold them, you know, or shorts. Like right now I'm rocking some dicky shorts. Uh, so I kind of still have that. And, and for me, I never cared about looks either because that's so temporary. I never really wanted to follow trends. Don't get me wrong. I did probably like in fifth or sixth grade. Because that's when I changed schools and it was kind of like, oh, well, all the cool kids are wearing this. So I guess you get some. But by that, by the end of that year, I realized it really doesn't fucking matter. And now as an adult, it's even funnier because like, uh, well, this is more when I was single. But like when I would date a girl and she'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that lady has this bag. And I would turn to look and it'd be like a fucking 48 year old lady or 50 year old lady with like whatever fucking michael kors or fucking uh whatever goddamn shit they are all into gucci whatever shit and in my head i'm like so you as a 20 year old want to look like a 50 year old like who the fuck why like yeah she deserves to wear that shit because she paid for it you're gonna ruin and waste like a majority of a few of your checks to fucking look like you have money why like what the fuck's the point especially for me because most of these chicks are fucking banging it's like who the fuck cares what you're wearing i give a it's not like when i took a girl's shirt off of her and was about to fuck i looked at the name tag or whatever i was like ah oh, what the fuck i'm fucking some trashy chick i didn't give a fuck that pussy was fucking kill that's all i was caring about like i didn't give a fuck about what clothes she wore it's not like i was pulling down her panties going are this a walmart brand or is this like victoria's secret i didn't give a fuck about that shit and i don't think anybody else should um so like i said style's never been a thing for me i don't care i don't think i have one i mean i just wear what i wear uh, i try to make things match i'm not like tacky or nothing you know i don't wear fucking dumb colors that don't match or or stripes next to fucking other stripes that go a different way i don't do anything like that but at the same time it's never been a thing for me um oh fuck going again off subject like crazy yeah so uh people will love me this up the most there we go and then this one I thought was kind of funny. The next line was, see me on TV and all they see is a ghost of someone they knew. They're telling the truth. I took that as a thing of uh, my family members that I've let know about the podcast uh, on YouTube and stuff. Uh, and they would watch it. A few of them would watch it regularly, man, including my older brother. Shout out to Steve, man. But, um, yeah, uh, it was always funny for them to hear it. They'd be like, oh, dude, I saw you on TV, dude. And it was fucking cool because you were telling fucking about that one time, da, 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 da. And in my head, I'm just over here like, did I? Because uh, remember, a lot of times I don't watch these episodes until way later or until after somebody else comments about it. I, I was never one to just be, oh, I'm going to watch this right away. Like, I would watch the ones that I wasn't on right away for sure. Oh, yeah. If I wasn't a part of a Boozing Dudes, I would watch it because, I mean, those are my buddies and I wanted to see what they were doing, you know? I didn't care what they were talking about. They could talk shit all they want, like a few times they have, but whatever. It's, it's goofy to me. Like, these are our friends busting balls. But, um, yeah, uh, that, that's kind of how I feel about that. Like, you know, they saw me on TV, you know, YouTube or whatever, fuck on their phone. And all they see is a ghost of someone they knew, because that is to me what they, what they see. Like a lot of people haven't seen me in years. And so they're reminiscing on shit that isn't even me anymore. You know, it's like the past. So 
that that line kind of hit me where he says, you know, they see the ghost of someone they knew. And then it ends with um, the title of the song, Never Alone, Always Lonely, Easy to Find and Seldom Seen. So, yeah, um, that's kind of how I feel about that whole thing and how I feel about myself a lot of times. Uh, I just dropped a, a really old episode from February. Old, what is that? March, April, May. What are we in May right now? Yeah, we're in May. So March, April, May. Okay, yeah, so three months ago. Uh, I recorded it talking about anxiety and stuff. And I don't know why. I thought it was bad. I, I just heard like the first five minutes and I was like, that sounds good. So I just put it up. I didn't even care to listen to the rest. I'm like, hopefully there's nothing in particular why I didn't put it up. You know, hopefully I'm not telling like a fucking horrible story or something true. But I put it up and um, hopefully it, it um, I mean, like I said, it explains me like more and like my whole drug use thing and why I was like that. Because I mean, it really does help me with my anxiety. I'm pretty sure if it was, if I was in another family maybe or one that like really cared too much I guess they would have probably tried to put me on some kind of meds or or because there are meds that I've taken like recreationally from friends of mine that also have the same conditions and shit and I've taken them I'm like oh dude that shit kind of helps I understand they're like nah dude you're supposed to take it for a few weeks until your body regulates I'm like ah fuck all that dude I'm not trying to ruin my liver and so <laughs> I just want to see what you guys see and uh, you know I've taken like Xanax, like a Prozac, all kind of random shit and stuff like that. Most of it's mostly antidepressant meds, but I mean they still work. And um, you know I was drinking with them too, so they worked even more. But um, yeah, I I, I can kind of see that, but I just know I self medicated, and I mean it's not for everybody. Don't get me wrong, I'm not fucking a doctor or anybody trying to tell you guys like oh if I'm gonna be a problem, do what I do. Don't. <laughs> I mean it could work for you. I mean you know you're an adult and you should be able to understand what is good and bad for you. Like I said, I, I knew early on, like me drinking every fucking day, like I did, especially as horribly as I did, wasn't good. But at the same time, it was like, who's going to stop me? I'm at home with my egg. Like me and her were like, we had, we are in a spot, like fucking we're there just getting smashed all fucking day till we fell asleep. And like, fuck. And that's all we did. We didn't, we didn't bother anybody. We didn't fuck with anybody else's shit. We didn't do anything. And, um, I mean, it worked out. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I don't have a criminal record. I never had a felony. Uh, <laughs> never been in jail or prison outside of visiting. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny to me because everybody else in my family has been for dumb shit. And it's funny because, like, some of them are way more successful than me. I consider, but, I mean, when I get down and gritty with them, it's like, damn, your life kind of fucking sounds complicated and shitty, dude. I don't want to be involved in that. I'm good that my life's real easy and boring, but I mean, we all deal with shit and, uh, yeah. So that's, that's the latest one. I just put it up today too. And I'm also going to put this up. So you'll see two episodes, this one, which I guess I'll title, uh, the fuck should I title it? Loneliness or something? Eh, I don't know. I'll fucking come up with something. Uh, yeah. So wherever you found this, I know it's on Apple Podcasts and a few other things. You could just type in some guy rants, two, uh, three different words. Uh, maybe on some things it'll just say SGR, but it should be some guy rants. I know it's on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and stuff like that. Um, Launchpad has it, which is where most of it's there. That's the homepage. But um, all that can be found at thecrewnetwork.net uh, because .com costs too much. It's my little lingo. Uh, I don't know who's our sponsor right now. <laughs> I, think, I think it's Big Bucks Production and Big Bucks Entertainment. Uh, DJ Big Bucks and something else. Maybe Dick Powers threw, him, threw a sponsorship in there. Uh, Dick Powers for governor. Because what the state needs now is more dick. Uh, or you've dealt with all the assholes. What we need now is dick. We live in California, everybody. I'm sorry. Our fucking governor licks balls. Fucking gets paid well for it. Um, I didn't vote for him. Um, I didn't, I mean, I did originally have some decent things to say about him, but turns all that shit was wrong. So, I mean, I'll be, like I said, I'm, I'm never one to, to, uh, deny like, like making wrong decisions and shit. I, I never voted for him. I'll, I'll give you guys that much, but I mean, he wasn't a great pick. I was pissed when he did get picked and everything else. I, I was okay with him being the mayor of Frisco. Like, I mean, he look what that place turned into, but, um, yeah, he's slowly turning California into that. It's kind of getting shitty. At least uh, out here where I'm at in the IE, you know, his his hold doesn't really have that much take on it. But uh, shit, I don't know. 
Uh, something needs to change out here. Uh, I, like I always say, fuck globally, man. Think locally. Like, don't get me wrong. Everybody's focused on Ukraine and all this other stuff. But, I mean, you're going to give money to a country that is rebuilding already. Like, there's other countries that do that. They're doing that with your money already, you know? Like, when a government gives money away, that's not their money. It's your money. The fuck government money is your tax money. So, technically, you already gave it. So, if you're going to donate any more money, donate to shit that's local to you. Like, fix your own area around you. Make sure that that shit stays good. That's all I ever have to say about politics. I don't care for most politicians, career ones especially. I fucking hate the idea of that shit. You shouldn't be that. That's just my thoughts on it. You shouldn't want to be that. And just look at how it turns out. You become a politician for a few years and all of a sudden you can, you're can you a millionaire doing specialty things or getting a special like chairman position at random companies. Yeah, it's all bullshit. So... I'm surprised that with the internet and as much information is given out all the fucking time, uh, we don't know more about that. Like, don't get me wrong, you can go on, on Reddit, you can go on 4chan and, like, look up politicians. There's a bunch of stuff background-wise. Just, like, just look up, like, how I was talking about my governor, Newsom. Look up him and his connection to uh, Pelosi and everything. Like, it's just all dirt, man. I mean, I don't care for it. You know, they're related. It's fucking shitty. It's like a family business. They're realizing where the money goes. And as long as you have these titles, you can get it. And nobody can do anything about it, it seems like. And like I said, I, I hate that. I think it's bullshit. Um, I don't care for that. Uh, I've had family that, that have uh, been politicians. I have a, I have a uncle that was a mayor for many years and still considered great. Uh, they named buildings after him and everything. So I, I've been around that in small level dosages of it. I mean, I've been around where we've gone to his house for Christmas or Thanksgiving or something, and it's not really business. Or it's not really family involved. It's more business. You know, it's just like his coworkers and shit are there and everybody's trying to talk to you. Like, politician talk. It's all fake. It's bullshit. And I, I don't care for that. I never did. I'd rather have a bunch of genuine friends that uh, don't have much than a bunch of people that have a lot and don't really care for anything outside of wanting you to be on their side. I, I, I never cared for that. Um, yeah. Uh, the crew network, like I said, .net. That's where you can go for all the other stuff. I believe the TikTok stuff's on there too. I don't know. Like, that's their thing. I really don't care to do any of those stuff. I mean, I'll have them film shit and everything. That's cool. I still got that eye, you know, camera eye and stuff. But I just, I don't care. And and it's, I guess it's more I don't have the time too. Like, I'm just focused on my family and me. I, like, I mean, it's cool hanging out with those guys. And it really is. Um, I still miss the booze and dudes the way we were. Um, pretty sure... Any episode of SGR that's recorded there, I'm going to try to get as many of those guys at once in there. Um, I know that we're trying to, like, you know, separate us and build our own brands and stuff. I don't care about that. <laughs> so if you if you see or you hear a really good quality audio version <laughs> of, uh, of SGR, it's, it's over there at Boo Studio. And I'll record it with as many of the booze and dudes as possible because, like I said, to me, those are the high times of this whole podcast thing. Uh, personally, SGR, there's a few hand-picked ones that, like, are awesome to me and, like, meant a lot, especially comments that I got from friends and family and, you know, you guys emailing me. That was awesome. Uh, I didn't expect anything, and I got a, more than a handful, so that was great, and they're really personal. I, I really like the stories you guys tell me and stuff like that, and, you know, I just feel like it's, like, a connection. It's just like I was talking on telephone and shit like that. It's just one way, but, I mean, yeah, so... I guess in the end, I'm not as uh, sad or alone or what's the term? Uh, never alone, but always lonely. Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. I still am that because I never am alone. You know, I got my kids. I got my family. I got the, my my buddies, my brothers, as I call them, um, which is a crew. And uh, I got you guys. As cheesy as it sounds, it's really true. And um, yeah, but I am still lonely and always will be. Because I always have that thought in my head of that, the way that I am is, it's not that I'm one of a kind or anything, but I'm one of those select few that are like that. And there's not many other people that get it to where you can vent or talk openly about it. Um, but I mean, the crew's like that. I could talk to those guys about anything and everything. And I mean, we'll laugh and kid aside and joke and shit, but yeah, they're, they're really great guys, man. Um, so yeah, listen to them as well. Um try to do some more SGRs and for sure do some STDs whenever uh, me and Murphy are around. We've always got something to talk about. I mean, especially with his uh, his 
<laughs> romantic relationships, you know. He's man, that guy. He should have a TV show, man. <laughs> um, and uh, but I, I really want to start doing some more subjects besides uh sex stuff. I want to drop some more doom related things or um, uh, more taboo stuff. So hopefully we could do some of that. And um, Bucks is trying to get us to expand the network real big and not just a sense of all of us having our network but interviewing people more so i'm kind of more not really wanting to do um interviews on sgr don't get me wrong there might be a few and that'd be like really specific you'll you'll understand it when you when those episodes come out you'll be like oh shit no wonder why he interviewed this person but um std i'm not i'm not at all against that and i know me and murph were supposed to interview uh emily from the punk rocket I don't know if you guys know about her, Emily, the punk, well, the punk rock cat is, um, her podcast. She's a French Canadian. Was that Quebec? Yeah. Um, big in the punk rock scene out there. Uh, her podcast is awesome. You guys should give that a listen. Um, but, uh, I want to interview her with, uh, Murphy. There's just one that's on the booze and dudes. I think, believe it's a YouTube page, but one, but, uh, that ended up being really great. Uh, sassy sat in for me at the time. Now powers. Um, but I would love to interview her again. Uh, she was really good. She, she was cool. So me and, uh, Murph might do some more of those. Um, until then, I guess, uh, get back to you guys later. Thanks again for listening.